on SENZ as we follow the fortunes of the Chiefs as they strive to go one better in 2024 in Super Rugby Pacific. Yes, well, Chiefs Mana time now, and boy, they kicked off the season uh, with a wee treat, I thought, and in fact, I thought that's probably going to be the best game of the round, uh, but all the games were pretty damn fruity, and a man that probably watched most of them, including the Chiefs' victory in the replay of the final against the Crusaders of the South, wonderful broadcaster and commentator, Nigel Jordan joins us. Nigel, oh, it's good to get one over the old foe, round one, sir, welcome in. Yeah, always nice. Well, if you actually look at it, Steph, the, the history of the Chiefs versus the Crusaders in the regular season is really good. Uh, in the playoffs, not so much. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, you want that pattern to change. You like the wins in regular season, but you want that pattern to change at the end. Uh, lots of shifting parts in many teams and many coaching teams. What did you like most about the Chiefs' performance? I think what I liked initially was just some of the fluidity that they had in attack. A few sort of variations in terms of the shape that they're wanting to run. I thought clearly they had targeted uh, whatever edge of the field Levi Omoor was on. I, I really thought they went hunting for him a little bit on attack, trying to get him sort of out of position slightly and were able to export to a certain degree. But I thought the ball movement, the passing... We know Damien McKenzie is you know, dealing with some sore ribs, but part of that was because he was able to have such quick hands to get rid of a ball and keep a play going before he got absolutely levelled. So I think that was uh, a key one. You know, scrum, line-out, pretty solid, uh, good at the, the breakdowns in terms of the basics. I thought they were, they were pretty good. You know, the tries that were scored against them, it was because of, I thought, some really good attack. Um, but ultimately, they were able to, to get it back together and, and find the victory. And I know Clayton McMillan spoke about that post-match as well. So I think the, the resilience as much as the play, I think, is something that I'm sure will be pleasing the coaching staff. Yeah, there was going to be some question marks over various positions of people that have left, you know, Brady Retallick, uh, Brad Weber. But I felt like the locks and the halfbacks, um, they, they went well, Nige. Yeah, they did. I thought, I thought Roe had a really good um, uh, opening sort of hour of the, the game before Cortez came in. Um, and, and, yeah, look, what do you want? You, you want them to get to the ball quickly and you want them to clear quickly. And, and that's exactly what they were doing. You know, the try that Xavier Rowe scored, you know, look, you could, it's cut and paste. You could see that sort of try being scored by Brad Weber. In fact, he scored a million of them probably over the course of his career in New Zealand. Sort of just those wonderful support running lines. So, yeah, they, I thought they were pretty good in that regard. And you're right. In terms of the second row, you know, you're losing a guy whose work rate is just monstrous. He's a big human being. He's a big physical presence on the field. And I really like what that combination of, of Akoi um, and oh, the other... Uh, Tupo Vai. Well, whilst they're not as physically big, they throw what they've got around, which is exactly what Brody Retallick does as well. So I thought they were very good, good in lineouts as well in terms of that's obviously calling. Um, so yeah, I thought overall, you know, a pretty good performance in terms of those those big areas. 
really good backline and paper that took the field. Um, sad to see Quintapaya. Looks like he's going to be two weeks out with a concussion situation, um, and that's that's the right thing to do in this day and age, of course. But Anton Leonard Brown. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say, Nigel, is I was I was really impressed with cohesion given it's round one. I know there's been preseason games, but personnel changes in those is wide and varied. And I think across the park in Super Rugby, I was amazed at the. You've mentioned the word cohesion and execution. There weren't the little dropsies. There weren't the mental brain farts that we quite often see early season. Yeah, and and good, good staff. Because I know you and I have had this conversation before. They should be good to go from week one. Yes. All right, we've got social media posts from around November last year of the main core groups of all squads, both sides of the Tasman and of Fiji, all of them have been together and working. November through to the first game, sort of in the, third, the, the, the second, third of February, you should be good to go. The, oh, it's our first game, should not be an excuse. Mm. They looked, all the teams, even the ones that got dusted a little bit, all the teams looked good and ready and focused and set to go. And mistakes that were, that were made were primarily forced, in my opinion, a lot by pressure and execution from defence as much as it was trying to really push the envelope. I thought overall it was one of the better opening rounds we've seen in the competition for some time. Mm. The scare of DMAC was a scare, uh, but it's Bruce Ribs should be back this week. And interested to read this morning that Josh Lord, Amoni Narawa, Tyrone Thompson, all back training, taking full part in training this week and will be assessed. But um, two out of three should go, maybe three out of three should go over to Australia. The troops are starting to come back, Nigel. Yeah, well, I mean, look, you're only talking about three players there, which is, it's not bad. Now, look, granted, we know that Lord and Narawa, the, the absolute class, you know, that they bring. Um, Tyrone Thompson's a guy, I've got a lot of time from him in terms of, is he a, a young prospect that could maybe be someone who could step up and play a level above? I, I believe that, that he is. But, but you're right. I mean, it, it's funny we talked about it. You talked about the cohesion. If you just do some simple math, Brad Weber, Sam Kane, and Brodie Retallick, are just three players. Yeah. So there shouldn't be the drop-off. Now, we know that those are three massive names, and we know in terms of the leadership and the manner, as you refer to, that they bring is, is absolutely huge. But if those are the three guys you're missing, and we know that they've developed well with Rowan Ratama, uh, we know what has been happening with the locks, as you pointed out. They have, didn't have Josh Lord. He could have very easily started in the second row if he was fully fit and ready to go. They can leave a Monarchy, Selby Rickett out of the squad and have a Jimmy Tupo there. So in terms of that cohesion, again, it, it should be there for this particular group because while those are big names, mathematically it's only three. And mm. so it shouldn't have the impact, and it didn't look like it did. Mm. Brumbies this week over in Melbourne. Um, the Brumbies looked okay uh, against the Rebels week one. I was very disappointed in the Rebels. I was expecting to see a bit better from them. The Brumbies are the Brumbies, Nigel. They, they don't yes. off, usually offer you surprises, but even so, they're bloody hard to play. Yeah, because what they do, they are really, really good at doing. Um, but they do have the ability. They've got some really wonderful uh, talent. The Corey Tall, I think, is a, a, is a superb uh, rugby player who's only going to get better and better the more he plays at this particular level. Yep, we know what they're going to do. Look, it's, this is a big open for the Chiefs. When you look at their opening three weeks, it's basically, if memory serves, I think it's the um, their finals run last year in reverse. 
Mm. play the Crusaders, then they've got the Brumbies, and then they've got the Reds, who are the teams that they played semi-final and quarter-final as well. So it's a tough old open. So you mentioned those players coming back. Will they want to try and risk them? It's early in the season. You don't win the competition in the opening three weeks. You win it in the last three weeks. And we're talking about a team that knows that better than anybody at the moment, <laughs> uh, Steph. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, they're, they're tough. They've always been a tough team for the, the Chiefs historically. They've always batted. I think the neutral ground may help them a touch there in, in Melbourne. Um, but I think that's going to be a cracking game. And as I say, it's a really good opportunity for the Chiefs with that draw. It's actually, I think, quite a good thing for them because they're able to bury the whole um, final thing, which I know they've been doing. They've been able to do it because you've got to concentrate and be on from the first whistle, as we saw against the Crusaders, and they're going to have to keep on again this weekend the following. Talking to Nigel Yeldon, wonderful rugby broadcaster, commentator. Nigel, the, finally, the, the Super Round in Melbourne. I think the concept has merit, but I don't know if the execution and the geography of it is quite right. I know it's a money thing, and I know the Victorian government put money into it, so Super Rugby have to say yes. What are your thoughts on the Super Round? Um, Like everything, I mean, it does work, and let's be honest, we've seen it work in in rugby league, and it goes great. You, You were very delicate in the way you put it. They just put it in the wrong place. Yeah. All right, it's as simple as that. Again, look, we know what Australian rugby was trying to do. We know that they've been trying to, you know, they really want to get a foothold in Melbourne. They were always pushing it uphill with their nose, though, staff. I think we all know that. We love the fact that they've given it a shot. It's awful to say because we know there are some really good people involved with the Melbourne Rebels. You do have these relationships that you build, even if they're only visiting like once every second year. You get to know people. It's a good organisation with good people in it. But the simple fact was it just has never worked. don't think it was ever going to work, particularly in the AFL capital, particularly when you've got two really good football teams there as well. You've got uh, wonderful rugby league teams. So it was always going to be a struggle. Good basketball side as well. We know rugby's <laughs> really sliding down the pecking order over there. Yeah. So look, great venue, great sporting town, just didn't have, I think, the, didn't have the, the base support needed for it to work the way that they wanted it to. Just had a text in from a wonderful listener, Josh, just before we go, while we've got you on with your rugby knowledge. Nigel, what, what of the teams, we've talked about the Chiefs Crusaders, what of the other New Zealand teams did you enjoy? I, I'll be honest with you, Josh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed all of them. As I said, I thought there were really good games. We saw some nice stuff from the Hurricanes over there in Perth because the force can be a tricky prospect, particularly at home. The, the Blues, I think there'll be aspects of their game that they will be disappointed with. We heard Vern Cotter say that after the game, but Vern's a very hard taskmaster, master, but we saw some nice stuff from them. Um, in terms of the Highlanders, um, I... I I'm, I'm keeping a really close eye on them. I'm, I'm fascinated by what they're doing there. But, you know, they produce some lovely stuff. Like the, the Sam Gilbert try is, is one mm. that we're going to see a lot over the course of this particular season. But we saw, as I say, what I really like was the fact that in terms of across the board, base skill, execution, it was high. And there weren't the same kind of mistakes that we associate with a coach coming out post-game saying, oh, well, it's week one, we're to expect a little bit of rust. No, that looked like professional organisations, squads that have been together since November last year, like they have 
across the board, I thought it was one of the better opening rounds that we've seen in a wee while. Very pleasing from all five New Zealand teams, even the Crusaders. That, that comeback was typical Crusaders in the way they just bloody dug in and right, we're going to do this, 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 and this, get ourselves back in the game. So across the board, you know, a, a lot of upside, not too much negative to come out of it. Nigel Yeldon, your wisdom and clarity is always appreciated, sir. Thank you very much for your time today. Not a problem, Seth. There he is. Nigel got a wonderful voice of rugby in New Zealand, isn't he? And, um, yeah, I tend to agree. There were, there were, I don't think any New Zealand team, even the ones that were on the losing sides, um, including Moana, good starts from all of them. Um, really good starts. We've got a little highlights package of uh, that Crusaders and Chiefs game. We will Let's take a break. We'll take a break, Sammy, and we'll come back with those highlights shortly. This is Chiefs Mana on Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ as we follow the fortunes of the Chiefs as they strive to go one better in 2024 in Super Rugby Pacific. Oh, we've been saving this for the very end of the show because I knew as soon as we played it, Sam would lose focus because he's a big Chiefs fan, uh, the Super Chiefs. Uh, let's have a little listen of how they got past the Crusaders on Friday night. It's the Crusaders against the Chiefs. And it's Rehana who starts the match against his old team. So advantage again to the Chiefs. They'll look to make something of it. Steaming onto it, Akoi. Now Bay trying to spin out of the tackle of Barrett. Gets it away to Leonard Brown. The kick through. Finau's after it. Semu Reese has got back, close to his own goal line. Chief trying to drive him over, and at least force a five-meter scrum, but it's a try! He's awarded a try! He's got a very long punt on it, just drops the ball onto his boot. McKenzie is there, and he says, I'll have you, and I'll have the next one as well, and he burns Christie. Stevenson is there with him. So too Leonard Brown. Oh, brilliantly taken. It's a ball by Xavier Rowe. What a stunning try. Advantage coming to the Crusaders. Barrett. Fihaki now. Christie. He's got Reese with him. Damian McKenzie coming across to help out on defence. Nanai Saturo got first contact. But Reese emerges and Reese scores. Sebu Reese, his first appearance since round four of last year. Ever-present threat. Crusaders trying to put some pressure on at scrum time. McKenzie releases it away. Long pass to Nanai Saturo, trying to step his way through. Oh, and he does. The sparkling feet of a Tenny, Nanai Saturo. Now, this has been one of their great weapons over the years. Go back to their strengths. Bell takes it round the fringe. Drummond swoops it up. Lovely offload from McLeod. And they're in. And Shafi Haki scores the opening try of the second half. Robbed of a try there, maybe. And here's Fihaki. Can he get it in the right spot? 
Chiefs. Rice lands it under catch and the Chiefs win. What a start to the season for the Chiefs. Dramatic, thrilling finish. They've beaten the Crusaders 33-29. Yeah, it was a fantastic start by the Chiefs. Um, round one couldn't have gone any better, really. Uh, defeating the existing champions, seven-time champions, the Crusaders. But saw enough from the Crusaders too to suggest that they're going to they're going to go deep as well. Uh, round two match, as I mentioned, for the Chiefs, four o'clock Sunday afternoon against the Brumbies, who are probably again going to be the best in the Super Rugby comp uh, from the Australian sides. So, we'll, um, what was that, Sammy? Oh, nothing, nothing. Okay, um, yeah. So four o'clock. The round, uh, the Super round goes Highlanders Blues, uh, eight o'clock Friday. Rebels Force, 10 o'clock Friday. Sam Hewitt at his finest. Moana Pacifica, Fiji and Drua, 7 o'clock Saturday. 9.35, Crusaders Waratahs. Chiefs Brumbies at 4. And 6.30, Hurricanes Reds on Sunday. Now, Sam, I've got an issue with this. This is the white... Just let it play, Sam. Let it play. So... Crickets. I'm hearing crickets from Canterbury, Kenny. Where's my beer, Kenny? Where's my beer, Kenny? Haven't heard from Kenny. I'm pretty sure he said round one. He circled round one on the calendar. He did. Actually, we've got the audio proof. We just have to go back and find it. Kenny, give us a call, son. Give your old pal Sammy a call, Kenny. Let us know how you're feeling, champ. Can I just talk about this song? I know what you're going to say. It's the MPC team song. Steph, everyone who lives in Hamilton or the Waikato region, this is synonymous with both the Waikato team and the Chiefs team. We are one. We are one. How do the people of Tauranga, Mount Maunganui, New Plymouth now, how do they feel about the Waikato song for the Chiefs? If they want to adopt the Mighty Mulu song, I'm happy for it to happen, Steph. If they want to adopt that, that's okay. Is it just because you can only manufacture one song? Probably. It's probably up, it's probably re- one of the reasons why. Um, <clears throat> and I just love it. It's just a great tune, isn't it? Yeah. Did you enjoy the game, though? Beating the defending um, champs? Of course I did. And, but I do take Nigel's point, and this is where Kenny, um, you know, I have to temper my expectations here, because Nigel's right that we actually statistically do very well against the Crusaders uh, during the regular season. Quite often it goes uh, tit for tat. Um you know, we'll, we'll win one in Hamilton, they'll win in Christchurch, but we do pretty well against them. So the key is obviously if we face them in the uh, in the latter stages mm. that uh, we, we do get the job done. But I tell you what, Steph, I, I talked to you about that try with, uh, you know, Shooter, Damien and um, Xavier Rowe. You, you, the Crusaders team of old wouldn't have let that sort of try. They very rarely let tries like that happen. To, to get a try against the Crusaders, it was, it was you, you know, really you, you it. had to go in deep, you had to get in the trenches and, you know, you barrel your way over because the defense is so good. But uh, these chinks in the armor. Um, and I'm just going to enjoy the season with a nice cold Waikato draft courtesy of me old mate Kenny down in Canterbury, <laughs> um, who is, uh, it's cricket, so I haven't heard from him yet. Staff. In fact, what I might do is just every day I'm just going to bring it up until we hear from Kenny. Yeah, that's and I'll do it. I'll do it. Look, I'll do it every day for the rest of the year if that's what it takes. Yeah. There'll be a daily appointment of me talking about Kenny until he calls. That's a good plan. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. And actually, if you call Kenny, um, call Kenny. You could get caller of the week. Boof. 
Yes. How about that? What do I get? Uh, night and day voucher, hundy. Is it? Yes, yes, yes. Quarter of the week. It's brought to you by Night and Day. Anytime's a good time. A good time. Anytime is a good time. For what, Sammy? A thick shake from Night and Day, and they got mm. they got the thick shake calling cards. Like my, I've got two coffee cards, and I've now got a thick shake card from Night and Day. Oh, because where I get my petrol, there's a Night and Day attached to said service station. Mm. How about that? Ken says Kenny's a can tab. Kenny, a can tab, because he's gone missing. Yep, he's gone missing, like mm. the can tab. Like, yeah, yeah. And Brett said, up the grubs, which is his name for the Chiefs and the Waikato. Oh, I thought he was saying, like, up the Crusaders, because, you know, he's trying to support them while no, they're the at grubs, their lowest. Because they had, yeah, that, well, the remember they had that fight pre-season. The, the Chiefs had a fight in training, goes the grubs ah, being smoke grubby and training. Smoke and mirrors, because they knew that would rattle the, uh, the Crusaders. Um, also here, uh, interesting text saying New Zealand rugby has control of Super Rugby Super Round. It was not Australia's decision on the venue. It was New Zealand rugby. Was it? Uh, well, uh, you would know more about that than me, but I feel that it would be weird for New Zealand to dictate that, but Sansa, maybe they are pulling the strings. Maybe Sands are, because I think, is this the third year it's happened? I think third of three? Not quite sure. I'd be surprised. I'm not saying you're wrong, uh, Texter, finishing in 874. I'm not saying you're wrong. That's that's sort of news to me. New Zealand had control of that. But I know that the state governments had a lot of money, have a lot of money to push into um, sporting events to bring the people Hello. In. Is it me you're looking for? Kenny. Just, <laughs> we're waiting. Just waiting for your call, Kenny. He's going to be ready. Call relentless. anytime. We will join you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Thank you to Sammy Hewitt. Thank you to all the guests, Nigel and Kenny Lynn in particular. Run home next.